Let's get ready to barbecue! Cowboy Kev here, welcoming you to another episode of the Man Meat Barbecue Show with your host, Mikey K. Man Meat Barbecue is brought to you by Fire and Smoke Barbecue Company, your place for small batch, high quality seasonings, and if you're in the Chicago area, catering. Man Meat Barbecue is also brought to you by Myron Mix and Smokers. Are you on the competition circuit or just looking to kill it around the cul-de-sac? Check out Myron Mix and Smokers. They've got a cooker for you. And now, from the Jealous Devil Studios, the charcoal that lights our fire. Can't get anything better than that. Don't forget, use the code MANMEATBARBECUE at checkout for some great deals. Here is our host, Mikey K. Take it away, Mike. Guys. So we are hanging out with Jessen from Pasatampo Barbecue. It's all one word. God, I'm just going to spell that out for you because it's a little bit long. It's P-A-S-A-T-I-E-M-P-O-B-A-R-B-E-C-U, or yeah, C-U-E, just like it sounds. Um, <laughs> obviously, all the links will be in the uh, the show notes and all that fun stuff, so you can go find them there. But this is a this is a, a local Chicagoan that we are chatting with, so I'm, I'm excited to chat with you, man. How's uh how's it going? It's going well. You know, just the uh, we got the nice cold rainy day today. Yeah, <laughs> we did. We did it. Fall is almost here. So, yeah. what brought you into the barbecue game? So, oh man, um, <laughs> I. Uh, out of college in you know 2005, I spent probably well. So my first job out of college, I worked for the Cleveland Browns, and okay. I got um, basically when I worked there, we got every meal for free. <laughs> Food, okay. you know, lunch, dinner, everything was free, was which was awesome. So I didn't do any cooking, wasn't into barbecue at the time. Um, after that, I lived in New York City for for five years, okay. and um, when we were there, my wife and I. You know, we were young, married, no kids. We both worked, lived in Manhattan. So we were eating out, you know, every meal. <laughs> and because in New York City, it's like, you know, no matter what time of the day or night it is, you can, no matter what kind of food you want, you can get it like right down the, you know, the next oh, corner. Absolutely. <laughs> and so for, you know, probably the first six or seven years out of college, like I didn't do any cooking at all. But I kept saying, you know, once I move, to somewhere where I can get a, a backyard and have a, have my own grill. I'm really going to dive into barbecue. And, um, you know, that's what I did when we moved to here to Chicago in 2011. And, uh, that's kind of when I started getting into it. And it's just kind of probably like most people getting into barbecue just kind of has grown every year since then. Yeah, absolutely. Just kind of started slow and then started moving, moving a little bit further, moving a little bit further and moving a little bit further. So what made you put out the rub? Yeah, so um, I've always been tinkering with, you know, I love to tinker with just different recipes and try different things. And um, actually, I, so I'm a Michigan football fan, and I ran a Michigan football blog for a long time. Okay. And a few years ago, probably 2013 or so, I started a, a weekly feature on my blog called Tailgate Tuesday. And so uh, every week of a football game, uh, I would do a tailgate recipe 
on Tuesday leading up to the game so that, you know, people who were reading it could then make that recipe for, for mm-hmm. the tailgate. Yeah. And um, the first couple of years I did it, I started, I actually had uh, Joe Pitchy from um, Go Blue Barbecue. Yep. Know who he is. Good guy. Well, I'm good friends with him. So he was the guy who um, started doing my recipes for that. And so the first few years we got um, Meat Church was our sponsor. So they sent us a whole bunch of rubs to use. Yep. And then uh, the next year was Lane's Barbecue and then Gentry's Barbecue. And so um, just being able to try and use all these different rubs really got me into um, trying to play around with my own rubs ideas and uh, recipes. And so this past year, I finally decided, you know, I have all these recipes down that I've been using for a long time and I might as well start uh, putting them out there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it, it starts making it, making it work, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I've been lucky to have, uh, you know, some good friends in the industry, like, like Chris Gentry, yep. Gentry's barbecue and, um, Trace from, uh, Thunderbird Wings, mm-hmm. uh, who I've gotten to know those guys over the past few years. And they've, you know, all been through the, the process of putting out their own products. And so it's, um, it's I've been fun. Really Let me tell you them throughout this whole process. It's a lot of fun, isn't it? It is it's a lot of hard work. And fun. <laughs> it it definitely is a lot of hard work. Now, did you go straight to a co-packer? Where did you did you kind of listen to one of them? Are you co-packed by one of their their co-packers? Yes. Um, so at first, I started just kind of reaching out to co-packers on my own, um, doing a lot of research on that. I found one that I thought was good, but then I they sent me all their their pricing and all that stuff, and I sent it over to to those guys to trace and. Gentry and they're yeah. like, with that particular one, they're like, no, that's that's not a good deal. Which <laughs> I didn't know the difference at that time. <laughs> and so um actually Isn't that Gentry, the hard part, right? Isn't that the hard part? You look at it and you're like, Yeah, that looks like a great deal. And then you're like, Oh, yes, wait a exactly. minute, wait a minute. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, so uh so then Gentry actually recommended the co-packer that he uses. And okay. um I reached out to them and um it just they were very personable to work with and they really got what I was kind of going for. And, um, the cool thing was, uh, when I, you know, I sent them the recipe, they, they made up the test batch and sent it to me. And the first time I tasted it, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is, you know, it's my rub. It's my recipe, but it's so much better because obviously, you know, they, as you know, they use all fresh ingredients that are, you know, they grind them themselves and all that good stuff. Um, you know, they're not using the, the McCormick off the shelf spices and stuff like that, which changes it. And at the same time, um, <clears throat> that's one of the things like if you are looking to do be a co-pack or to co-pack something, that's one of the hard things is when you send them the recipe, you have to make sure that they're using the, the same paprika that you were using or the you know, the same grind of black pepper and all that, you know, all that kind of stuff. Exactly. That, all that stuff plays a really big part of it. Exactly. And so, so that first time I tasted it, I was like, wow, this is, this is my recipe, but it's so much more flavorful than I've ever had it. <laughs> Cause it was, it wasn't off the shelf. Yeah. And, and that, that's one of the harder things. If you're taking, taking a product off the shelf, you don't know how long it's been sitting in a warehouse before it got moved to that store. Yep. Right. I mean that, that's one of the hardest things. Yep. And then you're making a rub out of it, so then it's like, okay, now you're you're, you're changing it, but you're like, oh, but but this black pepper is the black pepper that I've always known, <laughs> but it, it's dried out, doesn't have as many oils in it, so it's not it's not gonna taste quite as well. 
<coughs> it's definitely exactly. a it's definitely an interesting thing. It's something that I've I've been through. Um we we have four rubs that we we put out under under uh my barbecue company, which is Fire and Smoke Barbecue. And yep. uh it, it it's just man, it, you just have it's such a not a pain, but it almost is a pain when you're like <laughs> trying to play with that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and and so the Gentry Chris Gentry was like, he asked me if they if they got it right, and I was like, yeah, they, you know, they nailed it on the first try, and he said they did the same thing with all four of his his rubs too, which is quite so, impressive because not everyone yeah. nails it on the first try. Usually, there's numerous you know tries of is this one right? No, not quite right. It's too spicy, or no, it's not spicy enough. Type things like that. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what I was expecting. And then, you know, when I tasted it, I was like, yep, it's, it's good to go. Let's do it. <laughs> Man, you're lucky. You're a lucky human for that one. Not everyone <laughs> gets, not everyone gets that lucky, dude. They really yeah, don't. So, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, they're, uh, I don't know what Copac, if do you use a Copacker or do you do it yourself? Uh, currently we're doing it ourselves. We're in the middle of talking to a couple different Copackers, which I can say off air, um, who the, who those co-packers are, but, um, okay. uh, we, you know, we are, we're in the middle. We want, we wanted to grow it, you know, to see, see what would go, like, see what would happen. And we're at the mm. point where we can't keep up with the bottles that we're, that we're putting out. You know what I yep. mean? Um, we just have too many retail orders coming through, coming through the door and we have too many, too many online orders going through. So it's just like, man, I can't keep up with this, especially since, Honestly, we're we're a catering company, so we do catering and pop ups, and with with all that mm-hmm. stuff, with with all the work of going into catering and going into pop ups, man, we I just don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. So yeah, um, so I, as much as I would want to use a local co packer um, somewhere here in the Chicago area, those guys that I'm using, they're down in Orlando. Yep. Um, so I had to, you know, I'm paying the extra fee. <coughs> to ship it for them to ship me yeah um but i had such a good experience with them and chris gentry did too and so you know i'll probably keep using them as as much as i can listen if if they were if if it's broke don't fix it or if it's fixed don't break it exactly one of those two right (laughs) (laughs) so what kind of cookers are you cooking on buddy uh right now uh mostly big green eggs okay uh, I've done, you know, kind of like what we said before, you, you kind of, you get into it and you keep, keep growing in it. Yep. Um, start when I first moved into this house, the owners that sold the house to us left in, uh, a drum smoker. Okay. Um, I don't know what kind it was. It was just an old drum smoker and that's kind of what I started on. And then something they I, probably built. <laughs> what's that? So it's something that they probably built. Yeah, probably. And then I, uh, I got a master built propane smoker like a year later and, uh, set that one on fire. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> uh, it was, that, that's actually a funny story. I was, uh, we, we threw a big, um, you know, kind of back to football, the first football, uh, you know, weekend of the season, um, party with a whole mm-hmm. bunch of friends that year. I had only been smoking for like a year at the time maybe not even. And so I was smoking the meat all night and I hadn't, you know, cleaned all the, the grease that had dripped to the bottom of it. Yep. And 
you know, it caught fire at like four o'clock in the morning. And uh, so I, uh, I was looking around, I, I didn't know where our smoke, our fire extinguisher was. And so I go upstairs and I wake my wife up at four in the morning. I'm like, oh, honey, uh, we have a fire outside. Where's the fire extinguisher? <laughs> and <laughs> so, uh, you know, we got that all taken care of. And then uh, I moved up from, uh, from that. Uh, I eventually got a big green egg. Uh, now I have two of them. And I also have a Weber kettle that I still use occasionally. And then actually just bought a PK. Um, so I'm excited to start using that. Now, what, what size eggs do you have? I have a large and an XL. Okay. Which one did you get first, though? I got the, the large first. And then um, I did... I've done... Uh, Three big green egg fests now, and uh, the second one I decided to upgrade and get a XL too. See, I, I feel like a lot of people do that. A lot of people buy the uh, buy the large, and then they start using it. They use it. They use it, and then they get mm -hmm. they get heavily into it, and they're like, "Man, I really want an XL." Yeah, you can fit so much more stuff on it, and even now, I I, I don't know if this is what most people do, but even now, like I. I use my XL so much more than I use my large, even when I'm not doing, you know, filling it up with stuff. <laughs> I, just, I don't know why. I just, I feel I like, like the XL cooks a little bit better just because it has yep. a little bit more airflow. Exactly. Yep. Which always helps. Yeah. I feel like I can get that, you know, dialed into, you know, 225 or 250 exactly where I want it and keep it there for a long time where it's a little harder on the large, I think. And then just go to bed. <laughs> I will say that's one of my favorite things that, um, <clears throat> you know, every once in a while during the week, I'll be like, ah, you know, I want to, we want barbecue and, you know, for, for lunch, you know, the next day. So we'll set it up and just let it go overnight. Um, yeah. fortunately it hasn't been happening as much since we kind of, since, since I do barbecue for a living now, um, yeah. <laughs> it hasn't been happening quite as much. Mainly because it's like I'm around barbecue all the time and we cook brisket and shoulders almost for every single event. Yep. So like I, I very rarely actually want to eat my own brisket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know how you are, but um, after a while it's just like, man, I've cooked so many of these damn things. I just don't really want to eat my own. Yeah, no, definitely. And. For me, and I mean, probably for most barbecuers, it's like the, the fun of it is cooking for other people, not not just yourself. Oh, very much so. I'm, I'm very much into the, I, I like watching other people enjoy my food. That's exactly. Like, that's a really big, big thing for me. Um, mm -hmm. it It's almost more enjoyable to watch somebody else enjoy my food than for me to enjoy my food. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, um. Now, where do you kind of where do you see your barbecue journey going? Uh, hopefully, keeps growing. Um, I do plan to release my my next rub by Christmas. Hopefully, actually by um, by Black Friday. Hopefully. <laughs> so I'm working with the co-packer and going through that process again right now. Um, so it's going to be a chicken rub. I'm going to do a a just a plain chicken rub that has no spice to it and then a spicy version of it. Okay. Um, so I'm going to release both of those at the same time. Um, 
you know, with Down with the Swine, the the pork rub that I just released um, a couple months ago, that one has a little bit of spice to it. So um, for the first rub that I put that put out there into a mar- into the market, it's a you know, it's not it doesn't appeal to everyone because it has a little bit of spice to it. Okay. Um, so I wanted doesn't have sure to. with my yeah with my second one, I wanted to kind of put it out there so that no matter who you are, like like my wife doesn't like spicy food, so no matter who you are, you can buy that one. And then it's also going to have its, you know, spicy cousin next to it. <laughs> it's spicy counterpart to add a little bit more um, spice, I guess. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, while you were kind of um, doing all that and you were, uh, <clears throat> you know, working on that, uh, um, on developing that recipe, what mm-hmm. were some things that you kind of, were there any roadblocks there? Um. I don't, I don't know about roadblocks, just, I think it's just constantly tinkering with it and, you know, testing it and trying to find, trying to get it perfect. I know probably you or a lot of people who uh, make rubs too. It's like, when do you decide that it's as perfect as you want it? Maybe it'll never be perfect, but like. That's a good question, man. Our first rub (laughs) took me four years. Did it? Yeah. It took me four years to really, um to really nail down. Yeah. And it, it probably shouldn't have taken four years because it wasn't like, I won't, I won't say it was like in development for four years. Don't, don't, don't mm-hmm. think like we were hard, like working on it super hard for four years, but it was one of those things right. where like I had the recipe down, I had it, but I was always making it like I was making it right. So every yep. single time there was a little bit of a variable. You know what I mean? Because I had the recipe written down, but I was never making it like to wait. I was never, you know, never measuring what I was making when I was making it just for us. Right. And then when it was finally time to really start doing it commercially, I was like, okay, we should probably have this like down, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like down pat. And we got it down put it all together and then decided, you know, from there we were like, let's, let, let's release this. Let's release, you know, let's, let's co-pack or like, let's not co-pack it, but let's release it commercially. And Mm -hmm. that led to a whole, whole nother realm of stuff of, you know, figuring out labeling, figuring out bottles and figuring out all that kind of fun stuff that, you know, you get to figure out when you, when you, make a rub and you try putting some, put a product to market. Mm-hmm. And from there we were like, okay, we have, you know, we have our brisket rub, which we use, you know, on our brisket and people were asking, they're like, the brisket's so good. The brisket's so good. How do we, um, how do we get that one? So it's like, okay, cool. So let's go back to the drawing table. Let's figure out, you know, let, let's do that one. And does that one make sense to, to bring to market? It did. So we did, um, same thing with our um we do kind of our our all our all around seasoning which we call our classic rub it it honestly it's just it's just a seasonal it it's basically kind of my version of um an spg you know it's salt pepper garlic and onion and yeah. uh it it's just it, it just has that little bit more of a tang cuz we put that onion powder into it and <laughs> people really like that and then uh 
we put out our shiitake mushroom rub, which is kind of like nothing else on the market. Yeah, uh, I love. Thank you. Yeah, that that's one of the ones that is uh, that's one of the ones that's gonna kill me. <laughs> it you know no one's gonna. I've talked to numerous co-packers. Nobody wants to take that. There's oh, not yeah. a co-packer on the planet that wants to do that one. Because I mean, the, the shiitake mushroom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I don't say that there's not a co-packer on the planet that wants to take it. There, there's co-packers that'll take it. There's not a co-packer yeah. that wants to charge me something that's a reasonable amount to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we, yeah, we, we smoke the mushrooms, we dehydrate the mushrooms. So that whole process right there is about twenty four to twenty eight hours. Okay. <laughs> per batch. So wow. you know what I mean? Like it it it's a it's a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of love being put into that one. But it's just yep. it's such a fun rub and it's such a it's such a great flavored rub that I can't, you know, yeah. I just can't not do it. Yeah. That's probably the one the one of yours I use the most right now. Awesome, dude. Thank you. Yeah, it's a it's a fantastic steak rub. Um it goes really, really well on veggies also. Uh it goes well on burgers. It just, you know, it gives you that earthy flavor out of those mushrooms. Definitely. So it, it definitely is a very, very cool thing. Now, what are some of your favorite things to cook? Uh I love doing tri-tip. Um, which your your shiitake rub is good on that. <laughs> I actually had that tonight. Nice. <laughs> we're now um, we're we're you're kind of local to me. We I think I'm on the north side. You're on the you're on the uh, southwest side suburbs, right? Uh, west side in Wheaton. Oh, okay. So you're in Wheaton. I'm up. I'm yep. up by Huntley. Um, <clears throat> where do you get your? Where's your tri-tip connection? Because I get asked this all the time, like, where can I get tri-tip? Where can I get tri-tip? Now, I get it every once in a while. Costco will have it. Um, mm -hmm. But then I also have a butcher friend that gets it for me, which helps me out. But, nice. uh, you know, where where's your where's your tri-tip connection? Uh, I, to be honest, I usually get it at, do you have um, Caputo's Market near you? We have one or two, yeah. I think there's only like there's I only don't a know, few left. Six or eight of them. Yeah, because I know I know there were a couple, and then they they had some um, they had some uh, some problems with okay. not not paying uh, vendors. Oh, okay. It tends to <laughs> you know, vegetable guys tend to not to draw on a drop off vegetables if you don't pay for their their <laughs> last truckload. I mean, I don't yeah. know. It's it's a weird thing, right? Uh, <laughs> It's a weird situation, but I guess they, they got in a little bit of trouble there because we had one really locally, and they got forced to close, and okay. Butera bought them out. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah, yeah I, I usually have one of those right down the street for me, so that's usually where I get most of my meat, um, and so they they carry tri-tip, um, or I go to a Wheaton Meat Company. Wheaton Meat Company, that's uh, a great place, yeah. They're awesome. I did not know they carried tri-tip. I always get so it. The, I always find it really funny though. Um, whenever we do pop-ups anywhere near like a good uh, 
you know, meat company, they're always, people are always like, oh, do you get your meat from them? And it's like, well, no, <laughs> you know, we like, you know, we have a, you know, we have a, we have a food rep that we get our stuff from. And it's like, realistically, like you go into a, a meat market and sometimes you look at some of the prices and it's like, right. you can't survive commercially on those prices. Yeah, like those exactly. those prices are not meant for commercial consumption. Yep. <laughs> and I, I I think some like local people don't understand that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, well, "What do you mean?" Well, you know, you know that pulled pork sandwich that you're eating. Yeah, it wouldn't be that price if <laughs> I was. You know, there's some meat. I shit. I've seen pulled pork for five ninety nine a pound. Wow. At some meat places, and it's like it's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, or, you know, pork shoulder at five ninety nine a pound. It's like, dude, you can't make right. a living off that. Yep. Yeah, so I always <laughs> stock up when I see it for like 99 cents a pound. Right? We all do. <laughs> yep. Fill the freezer and pull it out when I need it. And pork, I mean, that's the beautiful thing about pork is it's very resilient. It'll, mm -hmm. um, that shit will hold forever. Exactly. Um, yep. And especially with shoulders, I mean, you can beat the shit out of them. Yep. <laughs> I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying you can. Um, <laughs> for for you know, for those that are like, are you condoning it? No, no, I'm not condoning it in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. What what I'm saying is, if you're wanting to learn, though, they're a fantastic learning. You know, they're they're a fantastic learning uh, vessel. Yep. Because you'll you'll learn to keep the you know you'll learn to uh, maintain fire. You'll learn to maintain temperature, and if you do have a spike, yeah, that shoulder will kind of. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be the biggest deal to it. Yeah, it's not. It's gonna hard to up. <laughs> <laughs> it's very yeah. <clears throat> I do say I do say that cooking chicken is a fantastic one because then you you know you have the light meat, you have the dark meat. And that's a really mm -hmm. good one to uh, kind of play with. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I guess my next question is, can people buy your rub retaily? Uh, retaily? That's not a word. Um, <laughs> like, What retail stores can they buy it in? And where where can they actually buy it online? Because I'm sure that that's probably a big, a big part of your sales. Yeah, so right now... Um... In the Chicago area, uh, Wheaton Meat Co. has it. Uh, the Backyard Barbecue Store up in Wilmette. Awesome, Dan. Dan's a good yep. guy. He's a great guy. I was just in there on Saturday. Yeah, good dude. He, uh, I remember when he had his old location, uh, which was right across the street from where his location is now. And, okay. uh, man, it's changed a lot. It's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, he has, yeah his, he has everything right now. Yeah, he's got a lot of good stuff. A lot, a yeah, lot of good so, stuff. And then, and then it's uh, the uh, fireplace and chimney, or uh, is that what's called fireplace and chimney authority? Okay, yeah. In Lyle. Uh, yeah, so I know they exactly have where it. that is. Yeah. And uh, let's see, what else? I think that's all so far in the currently in the Chicago area. And then um, if you're down in Orlando, um, Gentry's Barbecue carries it. <laughs> and then if you're uh, down in the Orlando area. <laughs> And then uh, if anybody's listening that lives in Savannah, it's at um, a store called South Fork Provisions down in Savannah, Georgia. That's awesome. 
that's very so cool. I'm, I just kind of recently, you know, started branching out to try to get it into retail stores. So uh, mostly so far has been online, um, which you can get it on my website, uh, which is Positiempo, uh, bbq.com. Ah, so we changed a little there on the website. Yeah, I don't know why I did that. I just when I set up the website, I didn't want people to have to type too much, but then I set up my Instagram accounts, making them type the full thing. So I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're just like, listen, I'm just gonna be honest with you. I just I, I don't know. Just it it happened. Yeah. And you know everything kind of happens for a reason sometimes. I guess. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's where you can find it right now. That's awesome. What were um, obviously you got the chicken? You like you said you got the chicken rub coming out, which is a a um, or a non spicy chicken rub, and then you got a spicy chicken rub, which will be a hot or whatever. Um, yeah. <clears throat> anything else kind of in the works? I do have eventually, probably sometime in twenty twenty one. Um, I have a beef rub and a seafood rub. Okay. That I think these, you know, all together by the end of next year, I'll probably, well, hopefully have five rubs in total released and that'll kind of be everything I have. That'll be the line. Yep. Awesome. That's fantastic. So we'll, yeah, so I'm excited to, to keep it going. I've had such a good reception with this one that, um, you know, I just want to want to keep it going with some new ones. Yeah, why and, not? And I already have, yeah, I have all the uh, the recipes made. Like I said, I've been testing them for for a long time. So hopefully, these new ones uh, are as receptive as the uh, the current one. Now, how do you do your testing, if you don't mind sharing? Uh, so I use it a lot, and not just for myself, but I have a lot of different people try it out um and then family some friend, feedback feedback people i don't even know um with with down with the swine the one that's currently out um i took it to a big green egg fest when i was up in uh the grill on the hill up in uh gaylord michigan at treetops resort okay uh and so i had you know everybody there all the all the other comp- competing teams and you know all the people who came try it out and i got that's when i really got such great feedback on it that I was like, all right, I think I'm ready to release this one. <laughs> um, but that was still, that was a, still a year before I officially ended up releasing it. Um, Man, it all takes and then time. With, it all takes time. Exactly. So then with this, uh, these other ones, uh, so for everybody who pre-ordered my down with the swine, cause I, I ended up pre-selling about 40% of my initial order awesome. um, before I even got it in. And so everybody who pre-ordered, I also included a little sample pack of my chicken rubs. Oh, perfect. And so all those people that got, you know, got my, my first rub got to sample the chicken one. And so I've been getting a lot of feedback from them on that. And so, you know, that kind of keeps the whole cycle going of, of gathering feedback. Yeah, no, it really does. I mean, I think that's one of the hardest parts that most people have to deal with when you start making a new rub is the feedback circle right you want to mm-hmm. you want to kind of keep it around you but at the same time you want a really broad net because you really want to hear what what people think of it not just that not just your yes. flavor profile but 
you know, <clears throat> what do other people think of it? Now, I don't personally think that our pork and chicken rub is spicy, but at the same time, like, I've had people tell me that it is, and it's funny, I've had somebody tell me, they're like, you need to put out a, a chicken rub. I'm like, my Windy City rub is actually a pork and chicken rub, and they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I made it to be a pork and chicken rub. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, chicken kind of takes on whatever flavor the hell you give it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm like, it complements the chicken. And they're like, no, I don't think it's a chicken rub. I'm like, I made the damn thing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know what I did. <laughs> and Yeah, but but it's good to get that feedback, too. Though, it is. Though, you know, you might not agree with it, but it, oh, it's absolutely. always good. It's always great to get that feedback, but it's like, and then some people will tell me that it's too spicy. Some people will say it's not spicy enough. So yep. you can't, unfortunately, you can't ever really win. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, we, we like we got some feedback on our brisket rub and one of the guys, you know, he did a he was trying it out and he's like, <clears throat> I'm like, listen, it, it's a it is a heavy black pepper rub. Mm -hmm. That is what that's it's heavy. Think Central Texas, heavy black pepper, heavy salt um, type of rub. And we use two different grinds of, of black pepper through it to really give that good black pepper punch. And the guy's like, tries it out, and he goes, it's super black peppery. <laughs> yes. I think you missed your mark. <laughs> and I'm like, I was going for really black pepper. I think I hit it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, everybody loves it on brisket. Now, we we're obviously, we were doing, like, a taste tester. So we were, we were just kind of giving out free samples. And we were giving mm -hmm. out free samples on a small cut of meat. And he's like, man, it's just too much for this cut of meat. And I'm like, I know it is. I go, but it's a brisket rub. It's meant to go on yeah. a 15-pound packer brisket. It's not yeah, meant for you to try. To do exactly. Like, I can't sample you a 15-pound packer brisket. I just can't. It, yeah. The cost, there's just too much in cost. Um, yeah. But it's like, dude, you can't tell me that it's not... Like, if there was less black pepper, it'll get lost on the Packer brisket. You know, and mm -hmm. when you do all those slices and and everything, like, eventually it'll get lost because there's only so much bark on that brisket. Yeah. You know, it's only about 7%. So you got to have something that can stand up. Exactly. And give you, give you know, kind of season it through as you chew. Mm-hmm. And I, I, and I think that that's the hard part. I don't know if you got it at all up here is a lot of people out here don't know barbecue. Right. <laughs> we we I run... mean, you go down, like, I mean, you know, like, yeah, you go down to like, you know, Louis Mueller's barbecue. That's yeah. so peppery too. But like, is he, is that guy going to tell, tell him that his, he missed the mark on his, his rub? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you know what I mean? It's so, like, it, it's, um, it's very difficult out here though. Sometimes. When you, yep. when you try to explain to somebody like, hey, we're barbecue, but we're not the barbecue that you think of. Because there's so many places mm -hmm. out here that are like, oh, we're a barbecue restaurant. And you're like, no, you're not. <laughs> or like, <laughs> you know, we serve barbecue on our menu. There's a lot of restaurants yeah. I feel like out here do barbecue, have a barbecue smokehouse menu. And it's like, yeah, it's almost an afterthought. It's just like an extra like, 
yeah, we throw some ribs on. Yeah, we throw some, you know, we'll yeah. have some pulled pork. But it's like, r- realistically, like, is that real, really smoked pulled pork? They're like, yeah, we don't know. It's probably crock potted or it's <laughs> brought in. You know what I mean? And we just heat it up. Yep. But they got to have it on the menu because it's popular. Because it's popular. You know what I mean? <laughs> but but that's the thing. Like, it happens. You know what I mean? And, yep. and out here, you know, you know exactly what I'm saying. It, it just it happens a lot. It really does. But yeah, the the cool thing I think though about putting a rub out there is you've probably experienced this too, is people who have bought your rub online or you know, people you don't even know. Isn't that weird? They tell me when they and they tell me they send me a, a Facebook message or a you know, whatever and say, you know, I, I used your rub on on this and it's something that I've never even tried it on and they're like and it's amazing. Oh, dude, I've had that it's happen. A- and it, it's like, you're almost like, shit, I didn't even think about that, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> today, I actually, so this happened to me today. I'm in one, I'm in a barbecue group that is, um, one of our retailers started it. And he just recently started it. And I was like, oh, I'll just start, you know, I'll just start posting stuff just as a normal person. Um, <laughs> And it's like, obviously, like, he's like, please don't make it all soliciting. Don't just solicit your your brands or please don't mm-hmm. make it soliciting. And I was like, cool, I won't make it soliciting. I'll just use pictures that I have the rub on, you know, and, you know, like everyone's doing. They're posting yeah. what they're using, how they're doing it, you know, cuts of meat. And today mm-hmm. I posted a, a, a tomahawk with um our shiitake rub next to it being like this is what we're going to use and now now this is not this was not a photograph taken today this was a photograph that was used um i've used it a couple times and i i actually took it um when we were doing a a a cook for a a um a charity group okay so we were doing a big charity dinner uh it was actually a lunch a luncheon and they wanted like the guy was like dude it's for all the like the Rotary Club or whatever. They want we want it all like super nice stuff. So we're like, okay, cool. We got a we got all really really nice meat, and just kind of did it like super flashy, uh, cooked on site. We were doing like caveman style cooking just so people could see like tomahawks hitting coal, and you know be like stuff that like they don't they don't do in their backyards. You know what I mean? Like these guys are not cooking this way in their backyard. So we're like, why don't we do it? We're cooking like. You know, we're doing, we're baking pies on a big green egg. You know, we're doing all this stuff just so, like, they could see all this kind of stuff. Yep. And uh, <clears throat> so we took that picture there. And I actually posted it in that group today. And one of the guys commented on it. One of the other people that are in it is like, oh, I love that rub. It's fantastic. So I just commented, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, thinking, like, hey, thank you. Like, you'd realize, like... I I'm the creator or whatever. <laughs> and then he comments like, I think he commented something like, just so you know, I go a little heavier handed on it. I, I like it a little bit, you know, I like it a little bit heavier. I don't know if you've used it, if you've used it or not. <laughs> so like, I didn't want to be a dick. So my, 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 my reply was I've used it once or twice. <laughs> it's really good on veggies too. Nice. <laughs> And my buddy, one of my buddies is actually the creator of the group, <laughs> like messages me. He's like, you've used it once or twice. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, just a couple times. Yeah. 
but it was just so funny. And then the guy eventually like commented on be like, oh, I feel like an ass. He's like, this is your rub, isn't it? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but it's all good, dude. I'm like, I'm just fucking happy you're using it and you're sharing with other people about it. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm just happy yeah. about that. Like, and you can't be, you can't feel any other way, right? You just have to be happy that people are like, yeah, I'm fucking using it. I like it. Just so you know, exactly. I use it this way. Yep. And everyone's going to use your rub in a little bit different of a way. Like my really good friend, Paul, um, he's like, he's like, I don't cook many briskets, but I go through your brisket rub like crazy. And I'm like, what the, what the fuck are you cooking? <laughs> he's like, it goes on my eggs. Hmm. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I like heavy pepper eggs. And your brisket rub is perfect. And I don't have to make my, he's like, I don't have to think. He's like, I can just use it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that works. Yeah. But it's, and it's, it's so funny. Cause ever since I said that, I think like four or five of my other friends have been like, yep, yep. It's fantastic on eggs. And I'm like, never thought, you know what I mean? Like never in a million yeah. years would I have thought <laughs> like, Hey, I'm going to put my brisket rub on eggs. Yeah. I'm going to have never try thought it. it. <laughs> But apparently, like if you like black, if you like if you like a good peppery bite, I mean, it's fantastic on eggs. All right. <clears throat> it actually goes really well on lamb, also. Oh, does it? I don't know if you're if you're a lamb person in any way, shape, or form, but it goes really, really well on lamb, just because lamb has that like bolder flavor, so yeah. it can actually stand up to it. There, I think there's a lot of rubs that that kind of lose it when you get when you get into the lamb the lamb realm. Just because it tends to be a little heavier. Same thing with um, any, you know, any gamier meat. Yep. You know, when you get to deer and all that, you know, venison and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes, sometimes rubs will lose it because they're just, they're not meant, you know, no, when, when a lot of people were developing them, they weren't thinking, hey, somebody might actually put this on venison or somebody may put right. this on, um, you know, caribou or buffalo or something like that. Right. Yep. So it's very, that's always an interesting thing to play around with. I actually just got a, um, I just got a Buffalo ribeye from Reams market. I don't know if you've ever heard of Reams. Okay, cool. Um, some people have, some people haven't. Um, so they carry, they carry, they carry a decent amount of Buffalo. So I just got, I just picked up another, uh, Buffalo ribeye. Super stoked to do it. Nice. I just haven't decided how I want to do it yet. (laughs) Like, do I want to, you know, do I want to reverse sear it? Do I just want to sear quickly? Like, yeah. there's just so many different ways. And do I want to, you know, do I want to sous vide it? <laughs> there's just, uh, it, the, the possibilities so, are, are endless. Now, have you gotten this into any sous vide cooking yet? I have. I got a sous vide, um, uh, an Innova sous vide, probably two or three years ago. I don't do it a lot. No, did you um, get it? Did you, did you get it? Uh, I think we got ours two or three years ago. Did you get it on that badass Black Friday deal? I think so. Yeah. Good for you. That's what we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those that it's like I don't use it very often, but when I do, I love it. It turned everybody loves it. It turns out great. You know what? I I didn't. I used it a little bit when I first got it, and then I kind of put it away. Then I used it mm-hmm. a little bit, and now recently I've been using it kind of more and more Hmm. and i've been playing around with it more and more and i don't quite know why what is attracting (laughs) me to it but it's just something and i think i think it could be a couple different things um a 
I am really bad at remembering to lay shit out. <laughs> so, like, the fact that I can be, like, I can swing back by the house around noon and be like, hey, like, today, I, I was working, I was in the office all day, um, mm-hmm. and it was, I, I swung back home around noon, and I looked in the freezer, and I'm like, ooh, I have tri-tip. So I was like, texted the wife. I'm like, hey, do you want tri-tip for dinner tonight? She's like, yeah, sure. So like, it was completely frozen. I just threw it in the sous vide and let it go. Nice. And I was like, yeah, whatever. It'll thaw. Yeah. It'll thaw and it'll cook in five hours. Yeah. See you later. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it'll work. And I mean, it it came out fantastic. We did. I did on a cast iron sear just because it was raining today and I was lazy and I didn't want to go outside and start an egg. Uh, <laughs> you, you know what you know what it was like today. I mean, it was it, was, it got yeah. a little crazy. It was, um, it was rainy. I don't know if you guys got some of our some of ours got loud. Yeah, we got it did. some real loud thunder. Um, yep. So, but it it was a it was a it was a good you know it was it was easy, and I think that might be why I've been maybe attracted to it lately. Cause it's so mindless. Yep. And I don't know. Have you seen the new Anova, um, the new Anova oven that they're putting up? I've seen it. I haven't. I've never seen it in person. Neither have I. I've just seen the just seen the uh, videos. Kind of yeah. looks cool. Kind of steep on the price. Don't know if I can yeah. justify it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have room on the on the counter for it right now. I just don't. Yeah, that we'll we'll use that term. I don't know if I have room on the counter for it. Yeah. I just, you know, I don't know. I just, it's a steep price. It looks cool. looks really cool. But I just, I don't know. Yeah. Not quite sure. Not (laughs) quite sure. Now, you said you're cooking on eggs. You're doing all that kind of fun stuff. You do have a Blackstone. How are you liking that? I love the Blackstone. Yeah. uh, I mean, I use that if I'm if I'm smoking something on the egg, I'm almost always, you know, sauteing or, you know, grilling some something. kind of side on the on the Blackstone also. Yeah. Dude, they're fantastic. And then, um, yeah, they and really just are quick, like <coughs> dinners, like burgers and just all that kind of stuff that you can do on it is just fantastic. They're killer for breakfasts. Yep. You know, really quick, do a breakfast on it, but it, you know, you sear on it, you saute. It's just, it's a fantastic thing. It really, it really works really, really, really well. It does, and and I loved it so much that I ended up buying a smaller one to take with me camping and on vacation and all that kind of stuff too. Did you buy the two burner or the one? So I bought the one burner, and okay. then, and actually, I went on we went on vacation this summer, and I forgot. I meant to bring it with me, but I forgot. And so when I got there, I went to to Walmart and bought the the two burner. And use that for the whole vacation, and then my brother-in-law actually bought it from me. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. It's still, still, still. I, I just had a. I was going to ask you the question. I've heard that the one burner kind of has. It, it doesn't. It, the the um the heat doesn't disperse quite as equally. That people have a, have a little bit of difficult time with the heat dispersion on that one. That it gets a really yeah. you know really hot spot in that middle. Yeah. There. There is. There are. There is a hot spot. And cooler spots in it. Um, if I had to do it again, I'd probably I would have bought the two burner. Yeah, but 
but it's what I have for now. And you know, no, it gets the job done when I'm, when I'm camping. Well, I've heard the two. No, I've heard the two burner works really well, but the one burner kind of you know it's a one burner. It's only giving heat yeah. one place, so um, it, it usually run runs a little rougher. Now I've never cooked on the one burner. I've always used the three and the four, uh, just because yep. we've never had the smaller ones. So we always use the bigger ones, and I, I've never been anything but happy with the way that they cook. They're, they're fantastic. Um, yeah. I think it's crazy how quickly those things hit the market, and people just loved them. Yeah, and now they have so many accessories. That to, oh, to my buy. God. <laughs> it, like it, it, it was like – I feel like it was like a year and a half ago where there was like nothing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit. Oh, okay. There's a <laughs> bunch of stuff you can get for the Blackstone now. Yeah, and you you see it, and you're like, "Do I really need this? Probably not." But I'm gonna buy it. No. Anyway. <laughs> but there's always that question: Do I need it or do I want it? <laughs> exactly. Then you have to explain it to the wife. That's always the hard yep. part. Yep. <laughs> My wife told me that I'm not allowed to put any more uh, cookers in our backyard, um, <laughs> especially since I buy them commercially. She's like, "Just the commercial ones are expensive enough," because. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I do really want to replace my barrel. Um, I really think I really want a cotton gin. Um, I think those things are beautiful. Yeah. And it doesn't help that one of my really good friends has one. And uh, I have to stare at it. <laughs> and not own one. It's That's almost right. it's almost not fair. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it is what it is. And we one day will maybe surprise the wife with it and <laughs> you know i've thought about maybe buying one for my kid she's still way too little for one but yeah if Gotta i buy it with. for her like she can't yell at me <laughs> <clears throat> right isn't it like then it's like then it's not mine exactly and actually a buddy of mine was like dude just give your other smokers to to, to ember your child then they're not yours but they still have to stay at your house and i'm like oh <laughs> that is dirty but well played. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get her started early. Oh, dude, she's, <laughs> she's great with it. She loves, she's enjoying cooking. She's always in the kitchen with me. Um, mm -hmm. when she comes to the commercial kitchen to hang out with us, she'll, uh, you know, she'll run out by the smoker and, and, you know, if I'm, if I'm toying with something, putting, putting logs in, she's always wanting to see how we're throwing it in, what we're doing. <laughs> you know, she's, she's very interested, which is awesome. Nice. How old is she? She's a little over three. Okay. Nice. So um, she'll be like three and a half in December, which this year, I mean, I don't know. She's like five because <laughs> 2020 counts as two, um, yeah. which is so funny because like my wife's like 2020 doesn't count as a year. I'm like, dude, it counts as like two years. Like if anything, years. we've, yeah, if anything, we've aged more. <laughs> yeah. Like it's gotten worse. Seriously. Oh. Man, so let me ask you this question. We kind of we kind of end the podcast in this fun way. If you could give yourself three tips from where you what you know now to back when you first started cooking barbecue, what would those three tips be? Um, it's a good question. Um, <laughs> I would say one, um, you know, find mentors in the industry. Uh, so for me, that has been, you know, Joe from Gobu Barbecue. Yep. Uh, 
Trace from Thunderbird, Chris Gentry. Some of those guys have just, you know, guys that you can, or guys or, or girls, doesn't matter, that are in the industry that um, are more advanced than you, that you can bounce ideas off of, or um, that can just be there to guide you along the way. Um, and then secondly, probably, uh, I'd say, you know, if you have a brand, if you're, if you're like me, you're trying to put a, put a brand out there, um, you know, fight for your brand, I'd say, but you know, realize that no one else is going to be, is going to care about your brand as much as you do. Nope. <laughs> and so, you know, you have to be okay with that, but, and, and, you know, not, take it personally when when like a retailer tells you no we're not going to carry your rub on our shelf right now because you're not a name brand or whatever yeah for sure so you can't take that personally um, no but but still you got to keep you know fighting for your brand because no one else is going to do it for you yep very um, true and then probably the third one i think is in, in involve your family um kind of like what you were just saying with your daughter um you know, I know for me, <laughs> my wife is is a lot more willing to let me get a new smoker or <laughs> spend more money on meat or whatever when she's involved in the process um, than it was when I was just doing it all myself and was like, hey, I need to buy a new smoker. Or I need to do this or whatever. Yeah. Um, she came with me to, to the the Ohio Egg Fest last uh, last August nice. in Columbus. So she was on my part of part of our team. And so she really got to see it firsthand right up there and see all, what all goes into it and everything. And so I think that made her appreciate it a lot more. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, so, I think that's a great yeah. one for you. Dude, that's a really, really good one. I don't think we've ever actually heard that one on the show. So that's fantastic. Nice. And then, man, if you can do me one last favor, Justin, can you tell everyone where they can follow your barbecue journey? Yeah. So uh, my social media, um, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter are uh, Pasatiempo Barbecue. Um, all spelled out. And then uh, my Instagram, or sorry, my uh, website is com. Very good. Dude, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for hanging out with us. We hope to have you again. Um, you're so local. We should try to figure out how to meet. Um, it'd be fantastic. And uh, maybe you can come to one of our pop-ups. We'd love to have you. Uh, <clears throat> love to feed you guys some food. Definitely. Yeah. I keep, I keep trying to get out to one of them. One of these, one of these days. One of these I'll be days. Able to make it out there. Awesome, dude. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you.